What is up, everybody? Um, it's Extra Boy Brian here with, here with my boy Doug. Uh, it's our last college football transfer. There's our tra- last transfer portal CFP podcast of the season. Um, at least for the 2021 season, we have a lot of content coming up in the offseason and recruiting and everything coming up. But at least for the 2021 season, um, this is it, man. It went by in a blur. Uh, went by so quick. I can't believe we're already here. It's already the end of the season. But but there's no better feeling uh, than, than being champs. Shout out to the other guys in the transfer portal for giving us, giving us dog fans this platform. Uh, to kind of talk about our win and 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 uh, you know this recap this championship game no better no better way to do it than with two dog fans talking about this win but uh, uh, before before we get going let me introduce my boy Doug Doug how are you sir feel good feel good man like is like I said earlier we weren't going to do this if we lost to Bama which we did yeah. earlier but now yeah. that we beat them we're back. We don't have to worry about jinxing because the jinx is over. It was probably the first time in like ever you'll see a confident UGA fan <laughs> for everything because the clouds over their head is gone. It's a new day. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely it is. It's 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 an interesting feeling because we're not used to this, right? We're used to just kind of getting that uneasy feeling like of course you know here we go and what 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 is going to happen what else is going to happen and we'll get to that a little bit later during the game but um yeah i mean it was a i mean we all we knew it was coming it was inevitable georgia alabama we knew it where 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 this season it we pretty much knew halfway through the year um where this was headed right we were heading to this monumental matchup um, in the national championship game, we knew Alabama was going to get there. We knew we, there was a pretty good chance we were going to get there, um, you know, and that's exactly what happened. We saw what happened in the FC championship game uh, between these two teams, and it looked like it was once again, Georgia just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't get their monkey off their backs against Alabama. Nick Saban just, he just has something on Kirby Smart. Um, just like he has on all of his other assistants, aside from Jimbo Fisher, apparently. Uh, and I, I just, it was just, but we knew where this was going. And then we get to the cultural playoff with Alabama um, and, and Georgia just completely steamrolling their opponents. And we got, we got to this moment uh, between uh, these two matches. I talked about it in the, um, the post game again, the post game after the call, after the playoff games, the semifinal games is that, why does it always have to be Alabama? Why does Georgia always have to run into Alabama whenever we get, whenever we have a chance to win a championship? It happened in 2012. It happened in 2017. It happened, um, you know, last year or a couple years ago in the SEC championship game. It always ends up being Alabama. And uh, it, it, it was no different. You know, we had to run, we had to get to Alabama. Um, but you know, we don't have to worry about what ifs anymore. It, 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 we're, 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 we, they did it. You know, Georgia won. So uh, it's definitely a great feeling. Great last few 72 hours or so, 20, 48 hours or so um, to, to, to kind of get over that hump and get that monkey off our back is definitely special. But um, let's get into, so let's talk about, uh, you know, before we get into the game, you know, obviously we're, you know, it's, it's, it, we're not just, we don't want to just want to recap the game. You know, through the X's and O standpoint, we're obviously fans, right? We've been diehard Georgia fans our entire lives. I'm 25 years old. 
you know, I've never seen Georgia win a championship. I mean, it's two generations at this point now between now uh, the last time Georgia won a championship. So, man, I was nervous as heck during the pregame, man. I was, it was insane how, how um, I, I tried to keep myself busy uh, on Monday. I, I played around at golf in the morning. I, I had, I made some, I specifically made some appointments. I had an appointment for my son. Um, I had a, a another uh, a doctor's appointment for myself throughout the day just to keep myself busy and keep my mind out of it. And I think it really helped. Um, but what about you, Doug? How was your pregame feelings like? What were you thinking? How were you? How, what did you do on Monday to kind of get? How, how are you feeling on Monday before the game started? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so I, so back in November, it trust me, this leads to the pregame. So back in November, like Black Friday, I bought a Nintendo Switch. So okay. that Monday, I was playing a lot of Mario Tennis just to pass the time by. So I was playing that in the morning when I wasn't at work. Um, when I got back from work, I was playing it more. I hopped on. We did the Twitter spaces for the pregame. And it was just Mario spaces because I got to this one level where I was trying to beat uh, Boo. And Boo was kicking my ass. So, like, that honestly kept me distracted long enough to where I didn't have to, like, I wasn't actively thinking of the game. So I had my Switch on deck, keeping me occupied, because nothing frustrates people more than levels they can't beat. So, um, yeah, so that's why I, I didn't really, it was out of mind, out of sight. The only issue, like, I played the Switch a lot more because also, like, Eels fan here, disclaimer, the Eagles already clinched a playoff spot. That Saturday night game was meaningless. Like, there was literally no need for me to watch, like, football heavily that weekend. Even, like, fantasy was done. Like, I cared about playoff spots, but it's like we were sixth and seventh seed at most. So I'm just like, let me just do switch because I'm not really trying to think about football. Because I think about football, I think about Georgia, I think about Alabama. Wasn't trying to think about that, really outside of our spaces. Yeah, that that's that's definitely something. I know we were doing the spaces too and I I couldn't I couldn't be in it. I, I was I just I was too just I needed to get myself out of it. In in 2018 when we played Alabama the first time in the championship, I was oh man, I was I remember being at work and I literally could not I I felt like I was going to throw up. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't do anything. I was just so nervous. My stomach was in but was in knots the whole day. Um, so I, I, I kind of did this when the Braves were doing, were on their, on their, um, or on their run, you know, through the world series, I kind of took myself away from the game and took myself away from the series and kind of just let it, let whatever happened, happen. Um, you know, don't let myself get too emotionally invested early. Um, because then, you know, it, it'll just torture you, you know, just thinking about the possibilities of what's going to happen. Um, so and it, and it worked right it obviously led to uh, I'm not saying that's what made them win but it, it helped you know just having that feeling of not having to feel so nervous and just those those, those, those butterflies in your stomach when you get you know um, so it definitely helped getting away from it a little bit uh, it was fun it definitely was in my mind it was in the back of my mind like oh man like you know and I was already thinking of I already had that picture in my head of Bryce Young, you know, throwing a deep ball in the end zone for a touchdown to win, yeah. you know, a la Tua Tagovailoa in 2018. I already had those memories, and I was like, nope, let me not think about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me not even go there. And 
So I was in a fan. My, my fantasy team was in a championship game. I, was, I had my fantasy championship this weekend as well, um, which I unfortunately lost. But I was literally bargaining with the higher beings. Uh, I was like, please, if you have to let me win one, I will gladly accept. I will gladly take a fantasy loss. I don't care that I. W- I don't care that I can win seven hundred dollars. I don't care about the money. I rather have the Georgia win the championship. So if you're gonna give me one, give me Georgia, please give me Georgia. Um, and sure enough, I guess they listened because that's what happened. Um, but but yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a fun pregame for sure. Um, and then the game started. Uh, and then kickoff happens and you just, everything goes away and you just, you know, it, it's weird as a fan because you kind of feel like a player a little bit. Because once the ball is kicked mm-hmm. off, you're just in it and you're just watching the game. At least for me, you're watching the game, um, you know, it, it, and that's all you can think about. You're just sitting there almost numb, just watching. Um, yeah. And then early on, it didn't look great. It really didn't. We had Stetson Bennett didn't look so hot early on. He definitely looked like he had some pregame jitters. He was definitely the moment was definitely a little bit big for him. It looked like, uh, and it was just kind of that back and forth sloppy defensive battle. And you just kind of, for me, at least I felt that there was like Alabama was every time Alabama had the ball, I just, I had that feeling that impending doom of they're going to score. They're going to have a big play and they're going to score. And it's going to be 14 to three or 21 to three by the end of the first quarter. But, it, and, and that didn't happen. Um, so, you know, early on, at least that's what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know for me, what, like when Jordan Davis ended up forcing a fumble and Kobe ran it back for a touchdown, but then it was ruled incomplete. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. It was the right call. Like, don't get me wrong, it was the right call because Bryce's arm was going forward and he had control, so I'm not really upset at it. But it's just like we don't get these breaks against Alabama. Like, we do not at all. And to the credit of the defense, they have they did well. They helped carry us most of the game. Like, they didn't allow touchdowns when Alabama actually had to drive. Um, they were – Able to stop the running game, which was expected because best run defense in the country. Um, they're the secondary. I mean, granted, Mechie was already out, and then Jameson was became out like midway through the game. They held up, at least Kendrick held up pretty well on his end. Ringo, barbecue chicken, but cannot complain about him because, of course, the pick six. But before we get there, it's just like, he was he was getting sauced. And the advantage that we had was that with those two injuries, Alabama was pretty inexperienced out wide. At least like our freshmen, like AD, um, Brock, like they played a lot this year. And I think that was the key difference. Like our freshmen played a lot versus their freshmen, which is this is the lights were too bright for them. Not for AD, who made that amazing catch. Wasn't too bright for Brock, who was able to take that screen and take it to the house like they were battle tested it was it was amazing because the team just flipped the switch in the fourth after whatever that fumble was let's all right let me sidebar real quick here why why would you even like 
nine times out of ten, go down. Go down or do a grounding. Like, go down. Like, that fumble is just... And credit to the Alabama player for... I don't even think he intentionally did that. He just did it, and it just worked out. Impeccable timing, but that fumble... Like, once I saw that fumble, I was pretty much lost all hope. But... To credit the mailman, even though I've been critical for critical of him the entire year, he showed up when we needed him most. That deep bound AD, beautiful. Like, beautiful. I think that was, pro- that was a beautiful it was probably, pass, man. It was probably his best pass, like ever. To be honest with you, <laughs> in terms of velocity placement, like in the wheelhouse, like it was definitely his best pass. And then the following drive. Like, granted, James Cook did help set it up. With, I mean, like, James Cook would, and Zamir have been great the whole time. Uh, once the offensive line actually decided to show up, they were actually getting more push, more more leverage, and the lanes were opening up. Like, Zamir and James were able to take enough pressure off Stetson to where he could play within himself. And I think somebody in the spaces, I think – our friend Stunna, he mentioned that Stetson shouldn't have to play like Heisman level talent. Stetson, if Stetson plays to the best of Stetson Bennett's ability rather than playing to a level he's not capable of, then Georgia can go places. And they did. And now they're national champions. Yeah, man. It's uh, before I continue, I, for anybody that doesn't know or, I'm sure they can see now. I'm currently on daddy duty. So if I get out of frame or if you hear little babbles, it's my my four-month-old son, who happens to be, I think, is the reason why we're all here. Uh, it's been 26 years of my life or 25 years of my life that, uh, that I've been on this planet that I have not seen Georgia win a championship. I haven't seen the Braves win a championship. And this little kid comes into this world – and in four months, he was born in August 31st. In four months, Braves won the World Series, Georgia won Cincinnati. And if that's not spoiled, I don't know what is. I hope that's an omen for the rest of his life. I wish him all the success in the world. Um, and I'm just happy to go along for the ride. Um, but I digress on that. Uh, yeah, man, it, it, it really felt like it was, it was kind of those things where it was a typical game where the breaks were going Alabama's way. It always seems that way. Whenever we play Alabama, the breaks always go their way. You know, we saw it in the SEC championship game when Bryce fumbled and there were six Georgia players, defenders in the vicinity of that ball. And he was literally pinned to the ground and Nolan Smith, instead of, you know, holding on to, 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 um, to him, he went for the ball, kind of let him go. And then he kind of wiggled in there and grabbed the ball and ended up scoring right before halftime. Um, you know, those those breaks are always go their way. And it started that way. You know, we had that fumble in the very first play of the, or the first or second play of the game. It went, they, they you know, we, they called it back, which was the right call, but they just always get the break. And then, the, you know, the Stetson, Benson, the, the Stetson Bennett fumble, it, you know, oh, like, when does that ever happen? He wasn't the, the, uh, the, the Alabama defender, he wasn't even going for the ball. He was just running. He thought it was an incomplete right. pass. He just kind of touched it because it was going out of bounds. And it just happens to be in bounds. And it's <laughs> happened to be called a fumble. It's just, it's just my ball. Like, how does that always happen? 
and I was and as soon as that moment happened, I was like, that's it. You know, this is it. This is a tip. That is a play every year. It's that one play that is the defining moment against Georgia that ultimately is their downfall. And that's that play right there. That moment, it's going to be another meme in the record books. It's going to have another nickname that everybody's going to call for the rest of history against uh, the Georgia's fans are going to have to hear forever. Um, and, you know, and you really thought once they went, they scored that touchdown, you really thought it was it, you know, it was just, that's, that's, that was the, that is the fate that Georgia is destined to have because that's how it always happens. Um, but I think a play that a lot of people don't talk about that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about, um, you know, over the last few days is the block field goal. Um, yes. It, it, at the end of, you know, when, when Alabama went down and they, you know, they, they think they were up, they were up what nine to six or 12, to, they were up 12 to six, was, I think. No, it was nine. Cause they didn't. Um, yeah. It was nine to six. Cause they went for two. Cause that's why it was actually. Yeah. No, was, I think it was, was, it was nine. It was nine to, was it nine? It was, they, they were, they were scoring 12. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It was 12. It, it yeah, scored so them 12 right, points. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it was nine to three or nine to six. I don't know. Anyway, so you know that field goal, you kind it would have it would have put them up, you know, a little bit more. You kind of get the momentum was on their side. You know, you kind of started to feel that shift coming. You knew that they were, you know, they were they were a big play away, um, and you know we blocked the field goal. Uh, shout out Jalen Carter, man, uh, for blocking that field goal. I. I he, he, we've been doing that all season long. I don't think I've seen, over, at least I think not even this season. The last four or five years since since the Rose Bowl against yeah. Oklahoma, we've been getting to we've been getting to the ball, and we, we never blocked these kicks. So um, yeah, it was a it was a special play, and uh, I think that really shifted momentum because right after that we had the uh, right after that we had the um, touchdown the big. The big James Cook ran the 65-yard run, and then we punched it in the end zone after that, and that kind of shifted the momentum a little bit before that uh, Stetson Bennett fumble. Um, that's a big play right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, the defense, like, defense, special teams, like, they did well. Like, Pod Lesney kept us in the game as well. Like, even though he's been kind of shaky, like, at least to start the season, but, like, in the end, he came in clutch yet again in another big bowl game. So, got to give him credit there. It was just that second half, I don't know what clicked. Like, the Dolphins started performing better. The defense, again, still held serve. Like, they were great the entire time. Like, it, the offensive line, everything just clicked. And – I'm just thankful everything clicked. The only thing I will say is that Munkin needs to come up with better two-point conversion calls because that that run the cook really on two. It's, it's so generic, but it is what it is. Oh yeah, that and the double reverse that he tried to do on second and uh, second and long that was weird because Alabama was clearly blitzing. It was just a bad call, but overall. Great game from him onwards. So don't want anybody fired. Like my usual calls for firings after losing big games, gone. Because we <laughs> didn't lose this one. 
<laughs> yeah, no, you're dead. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's, it's a crazy feeling. Um, you know, and it, 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 you just kind of, like I said, we were just kind of waiting for that big play from Alabama to take over, you know, just instinct, just says they're going to have that big play. They're going to have that big play. They're going to have that big play. They're going to have a big play. And it just never came, you know, but you can consider that fumble as a, as a big play. But it, it didn't. It didn't matter because we went down and scored right after that. And, and, and credit to Stetson Bennett. And I, I really liked what he said. Uh, I really liked what he said against uh, afterwards. He's like, I wasn't gonna be the reason we lost that game. And I think that just comes from he knew. He knew. I mean, he knows. He knows what the the the, the stigma is around him and and the the, the the fan what the fan base thinks about him. And if, if he it was the reason we lost a national championship game, God bless his soul, man. He would not have been able to to live with that standpoint. Yeah. No. Like Stetson from after the fumble, I think he was perfect in terms like actual like completion percentage accuracy like throws they weren't they're were actually pretty good throws too it wasn't like he was just throwing screens like he was throwing deep like that screen pass to brock you had to time it perfectly because otherwise it bet it gets batted down like you saw one split second the other one gets up earlier bat but nope brock is there Credit to the one thing I always give credit to Kirby is that he always is good with getting uh, receivers to block because the receivers helped. I think um, Rosemary Jackson helped on the Bowers uh, touchdown. So Kirby's been that's one thing I'll give him. And just Bennett, like, I hadn't seen him do this on a big stage ever. Like we haven't. Like we saw him struggle against Bama last year. We saw him struggle against Florida last year. We saw him struggle against Bama this year. We saw him struggle against three quarters. Like this is the best he's done. And for that, I am forever grateful. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be in, in lore forever. Um, he's gonna be in Georgia lore for the rest of his life. But good for him. I mean, he deserves it. He all the adversity that he went through, uh, he definitely deserves that. So, um, you know, it, it's it's you just kind of sit there and and uh, and just marvel at, at how this team, you know, is put together. Because there's a lot of five. There's we always talk about Kirby's five stars and and and, and all this other stuff. And you know, but who really made the difference was you know three star walk on and 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 in. in Stetson Bennett, you know, A.D. Mitchell is a three-star. Um, some of these guys, Dan Jackson, uh, you know, that have really made the difference all season long. They're not five-star guys. Uh, and that's 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 special. That is really special of how, how they were able to do that. So, um, and then, you know, obviously we get to, we get to the end, we score, right? Uh, and then your Alabama's driving down the field um, late to tie uh and i had a what i my thought was my thought process was the to the, the super bowl that georgia that uh the falcon super bowl against the patriots when the patriots were they were down by eight they were marching down to tie the game um and they did and they went to overtime and won and i was like if this game goes in overtime we're losing uh and i just expected that to happen um i expected that to happen and they didn't so and then obviously 
uh Keeler Ringo had that pick had that pick and I was just get please just get down just, just get down get down don't even risk it but no man shout out to Keely man he no disrespect to Alabama he said no I'm I'm scoring um I'm going to the end zone and it was just a perfect cap off to 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 unbelievable game um and I'm and it's weird to say but I'm I'm glad it was a good, it was a close game I, it just yeah. feels it just feels better uh, when it's a close game. It, it, you know, it, a blowout it just kind of takes the moment away a little bit because you, you you know halfway through the game or in the third quarter you already know what the outcome is and that feeling that moment where like holy shit like this is happening kind of doesn't really hit the same. Um, you know, like speed when 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 the Braves won the world series against Houston, they were up seven, nothing. So when that final out came, it just didn't really hit the same as it would have, if it was, you know, a three to two game where they had runners on base, you know, it, right. the fact that it was a close game and we capped it off on that type of play, it, it, uh, it definitely made it a lot more special. Yeah, no, like I totally get it. Like it's just because you said earlier, you get taken out of it. Like when it was Clemson, Alabama, it was like the 44 16 game. Like I didn't really watch that second half. Like I was just taken out of it completely. And I was a neutral. So like I didn't have any interest in it. Like I love college football, but it's like a blowout's just not interesting. Like the year USC beat um, Oklahoma, it was a blowout. Nobody watched it. It was ugly. Like, it just takes away from the moment. I mean, yeah, you win a national title, but like as a fan, yeah, you wanted it to be easy, but like same time, you'll be celebrating second, third, fourth, and by the time they actually like lift a trophy, you're kind of like tired a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you're not o- you're not over it, but you're definitely it's not that it doesn't it's definitely not the same. It's not the same feeling that normally would have happened. If if it was you know like the, how it did happen, um, yeah. I can I can't even imagine what like if, imagine if second and twenty what happened in twenty eighteen and you know what I can honest I can talk about twenty eighteen all I, it's, it's yeah we can now. like we can I don't read. care anymore yeah. so uh, it doesn't it, that feeling of of pain doesn't it it's it's gone I don't I can talk about it. I can watch the replays I can you know uh, I don't care because we we got it we we got one. We got one. Yeah. So, um, but imagine that happening if that was reverse. If Georgia had won that way, which is kind of essentially, you know, you can almost sense that that is kind of that that pick six, almost is a similar type of play. It was the game wasn't tied or anything, but it was a one possession game. They were driving, and you know, Kelly made an amazing play and shot. And like you said earlier, he was he didn't play his best game. He really didn't. And he's kind of had a, a an up and down season. He's kind of had um you know he, he struggled a little bit throughout the year uh maybe more so than what we would like to like him to be but yeah. he came up in big moments um when, and obviously he's he's forever and in, in, uh he's for he's forever enshrined in, in, in georgia history and in georgia um you know lore for the rest of his life and for the rest of our lives um and he's only a freshman. That that's a, that's the thing that 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 fascinates me about about this team 
is that he's only a freshman, you know, yeah. technically retro freshman because he, he had a shoulder injury last year, but he's only a freshman. Brock Bowers is a freshman. A.D. Mitchell is a freshman. Um, you know, we have we have a bunch of young guys still in the wings that are ready to come up that this isn't a one and done. Two, this isn't a 2019 LSU one and done situation. Georgia yeah. has the ability to, to stick around for a long time. Um, and that's what makes this one special because if it wasn't, if it wasn't now, if we were going to beat, if we were going to win a championship now, you know, Bryce Young's still coming back. Alabama's mm-hmm. still going to have a powerful team next year. Um, you know, Ohio state's going to reload. I, 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 can, I can assume that Clemson's going to reload next year. Um, yeah. If it wasn't now, then, you know, you can kind of start having that conversation of if of Kirby Smart being one of those coaches that just can't win. He was so close all the time but couldn't win the big one. But we don't have to worry about that anymore. It, yeah. it, it's, it's over. It's over. Don't got to worry about that. Kirby's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. He definitely is. Um, so let's kind of look back a little bit on the season itself. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I, this is our end of season, our end of season podcast, but obviously, like I said, this is more of a Georgia recap because we, we get center stage, baby. They gave us center stage and we're, and we're, we're, we're Georgia Homer. So we're going to talk about Georgia. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what, looking back on the season in, in whole, was there a moment when you knew, like, this is it? Like, we're going to win the championship this year? So, thinking about winning a championship, so be, I'm going to cross the SEC championship game out of my mind because that's just – that's just – like that's where I pretty much lost faith. But when I had faith, I would say was the punt block against Arkansas. Like – Arkansas is a good team. They actually finished well this year, so I have to give them credit there. But, like, seeing us – because think about it. Arkansas put up 40 against Texas. Granted, Texas stinks. Their offense is generally pretty good. But shutting down a surprise team like that in our – like, in our house, giving them a shutout, then giving Vandy a shutout as well, shutting out opponents 100-0. to Like, that pump block showed that we were for real. The only other moment, like, I would have said the Chris Smith pick six against Clemson, but, like, trepidation because DJ was not good. But KJ Jefferson in Arkansas is good. And just that once we got that block, I know the team was amped. I know that nothing was getting allowed. I know nothing was stopping them. That was That was a moment I knew. And then – Favorite would have to be it's a good question. I don't want to say pick six. That's just way too obvious. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything natty because natty's just yeah. That's a whole different cheat code. Yeah, it's a different shelf. I'll go with the James Cook show in the Orange Bowl because James was just godly. Like he's like he's we've seen him be a receiving threat last year. Uh, but then the Orange Bowl just took it to a whole new level. Like, seems coming out wide, boom, touchdown, boom, 20 yards, boom, 30 yards. Like, it was just, like, I am glad that he is not known as Dalvin's little brother 
He's his own man. Damn good dog. Going to be a future stud in the NFL. Yeah, he's James Cook. He's not He's not Dabba's little brother. He's James Cook. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's pretty special. I, I kind of I, – I think I, I was thinking about that earlier, you know, what, what my favorite moment and, and, you know, or what or the, what, what moment that I know, like, okay, yeah, we're legit. Um, and I think that four game – it was. I think it was about the – the, it was like a four-game stretch where it was – it was ranked Arkansas – ranked Kentucky, ranked uh, Auburn. Um, we would have been ranked Florida, but Florida was Florida stinks. So they lost a bunch of games before they played us. And then yeah. um, when, and we just completely annihilated through that stretch. And I was like, holy, because for me at least, or we're used to just that one game where they just, just, just crap the bed just random uncharacteristic game where they, they get either, they either get blown out or they lose to South Carolina at home for no reason at all. Um, and that never came. It was a, the most stress-free football, football season I can remember in my life. Um, yeah. you know, besides the second quarter, the second quarter in the SEC championship game, you know, they were, they pretty much, it was pretty, perfect football for a long time um so i think that stretch that four game stretch starting with arkansas uh like oh my god this team is legit uh it's a legit team the defense is legit you know i will i would say that it was when we beat clemson i kind of like okay you know we got that the the big game kirby can't win the big game omen you know out of the out of the way the the monkey's off his back uh, but it kind of gets diluted a little bit because we saw how Clemson played the rest of the year. But yeah. that moment was, you know, the, that four-game stretch. Because like you said, Arkansas finished very well. Kentucky finished very well. Um, you know, they they, they, they finished ranked. Uh, you know, um, Auburn, eh. You know, they, 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 they could have had a better season. But, you know, they still just go to Jordan-Hare and dominate. And Stetson Bennett looked, you know – he looked good. You know, he didn't look like 2020 Stetson Bennett. He was making throws. He was getting, you know, especially that Auburn game. um, You know, he had that long touchdown to Ladd McConkey. He had those, you know, he he was in, in a hostile environment in Jordan Hare and he went in there and, and just, you know, he, he, he took care of business. And that's what that, that was special to watch, man. I know we give a lot. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. We want it, you know, we, the margin for the, the the margin for error for Stetson all season was very, very small. And it's almost unfair to him, you know, because if he was a five-star quarterback, those errors that he was making, you could kind of excuse him a little bit sometimes because right. you know that he, he's going to make the play. But with a guy like Stetson Bennett, you know, the moment he made a mistake, you're already, you know, you're, 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 we're, we're, we're stretching out the hook to yank him out. Um, it was, it was almost unfair to him. And, but as fans, you know, we obviously sitting here on the couch, we, we like to, we want, we, we know what we want, but they make the right decision. Um, so yeah, that, that was my favorite, but my, my favorite moment was, was that long touchdown to Ladd McConkey, um, against Auburn. And that kind of solidified to me, at least. All right. Stetson Bennett, 
is gonna is our starter. Um, and also like this Georgia team is damn good, man. We're damn good. Uh, we just had back-to-back wins against dominant wins against Kentucky and, and, and Arkansas. And then we come yep. to Jordan Hare and just completely dominate Auburn. Um, and that last drive against Auburn where we just ran down their throats and scored a touchdown or run the clock out. I mean, we mm-hmm. we bitch slapped them that drive and just completely demoralized them. And that was a lot of fun. So that was my favorite moment. So um, let's talk about MVPs. Uh, you know, what would you say your, your offensive MVP of the season and your defensive MVP of the season? Yeah. So offensive MVP would definitely be Brock. Like Stetson, of course, great. Um, the SEC championship, even though it's our, like it's done, like we're national championships, like national champions, we shouldn't worry about it. It was still not good. But like the consistent force since game one, day one, Brock, he's been amazing. And then um, I also want to give a shout out to Warren McClendon and uh, Sawyer. Like, I just want to give a shout out to our bookend tackles. They have been great. And then Sawyer, even when he moves the guard, because we can't get good push, he still does well at guard. And you can put in Broderick Jones there. So I just want to give out a shout out to our bookend tackles. And then, of course, Brock being the focal point of the passing game from day one, game one building a rapport with not one but two quarterbacks that made him their favorite target and being a freaking nature. Uh, defensively, like the easy answers would be Jordan Davis and Nakobe Dean. It, it is Nakobe Dean. I don't even know why I'm trying to do that. Like Jordan, of course, a tremendous space eater. I take two, freeze up one for you. But like Nakobe, you know, Pass coverage, being great pass rusher, run stopper. Like no matter what comes out, Nakobe's been that guy. He was a menace. Like I just want to say, the closing speed of our front seven is ridiculous. Like you saw them flying over the field. Like you saw Channing Tindall sack Bryce Young. Just they were flying. Quay Walker is probably the fastest linebacker I've seen. And he's probably not even the fastest linebacker in Georgia. Like, I would say, I mean, yeah, it's Nakobe, but literally every single player on that defense is MVP because that defense is barely let up 10 a game. And that's really only inflated because of the SEC championship game. Other than that, they hadn't let up anything over 20. Tennessee just got a garbage time touchdown. There's really no real. There's nothing to really complain about. So, you know what? Everybody's MVP. I'm cheating. Every single person's MVP. Because no matter how big, how small, you all play a part. Everybody. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, I, I really want to – well, obviously, Brock Bowers is, is our, was our best offensive player all year, most consistent. You know, he was a, a, he was a difference maker out there from day one, like you mentioned, you know, that, you know, we didn't score any, we didn't score any points offensively against Clemson, but, um, or we just want any touchdowns against Clemson, but, you know, Brock Bowers was the difference. He, 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 he was a force in that game. You know, he was pretty much our most consistent weapon 
offensively that game. Um, and it just continued that game against UAB just, man. And that, the, I think my, one of, probably one of my favorite moment of his was that touchdown against uh, Georgia tech. He just closing speed, you know, it was, it was just insane. Um, it was just crazy. So uh, I, but I'm going to give it to James Cook because James Cook, he, he was behind uh, Zamir White for a couple of years. They were, they were both behind, um, uh, a Swift, Holyfield and, De- yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Swift and, and uh, Holyfield for, for a couple of years. And they, he, you know, he stuck, he kind of just, he was, he always made us a, a presence. There was a, he had a presence every year. And this year, you know, he still wasn't RB1 this year. Um, you know, it's fair to say Zeus was, was RB1, but towards yeah. the end of the year, James Cook really made the difference. Um, I think you, you said the game against uh, in the Orange Bowl, he, he made the difference. Lot, you know, on Monday night, he made the difference with a long touchdown, with a long run after that block field goal. He made the difference. So I'll, I'm going to give my offensive MVP, you know, um, I'm giving Brock Bowers to Tom Brady treatment where it's like, you know, he's good. You know, he's going to dominate. <laughs> so you kind of go a different direction to give other people recognition. Um, so I'm going to go with James Cook as my offensive MVP <laughs> for defense. I can't, I can't do, I can't, you know, I can't do it. I ha- it has to be the Kobe Dean, man. It, not just on the field, um, his leadership, uh, his presence was, was insane. Uh, my favorite, I know, uh, I'm sure you saw it against, you know, in the natty where he, he got after Channing Tindall for, for blowing the assignment and almost, almost causing a touchdown. Um, he got in his face and kind of said, come on, man, like, let's like, come on, do you, like get in your head. And then little, the very next play, Channing Tindall got the sack on Bryce Young. And what is the first, who's the first person to get to him uh, to, to, to congratulate him is Nicobe Dean. And that's a leader right there, man. That's a, that's a dance that, you know, you can take the skill out of somebody, but you take, can't, you can't take away the, their, their maturity, their leadership, you know, that, 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 that's, enri- that's enshrining a person on and off the field. Um, and that that was that was a special moment for me. So Nakobe Dean, he's forever a damn good dog. He's up there with I I didn't think he could better than Roquan, uh, Roquan Smith, uh, but Nakobe Dean is definitely up there. Nakobe may not be as good as Roquan, um, but just the overall character and maturity and leadership that he showed all season long and for the last couple of years really 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 resonated with me. So I'll give I'll give Nakobe Dean. Uh, uh, the defensive MVP. Um, so, lastly, before we kind of we before we kind of wrap up this uh, Georgia Love Fest here, uh, I I want to ask you because we've both been fans for a long time. We we mentioned it all you know throughout the day. Um, you know, seeing so many years, so much failure, so many coming close, so many times. Um, just kind of seeing them finally get over the top. It's such a special moment, at least for me. I, li- I, it, it was emotional. I, I literally broke down in tears. Um, one, because I'm thinking about just finally getting over the hump and two, just, you know, thinking about my dad, I grew up watching Georgia football games with my dad for years, you know, since my entire life, my entire childhood, me and my dad would watch Georgia football for, you know, every Saturday, um, and then he, you know, with him not, 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 no longer being around, he, he, he did pass away a few years ago. It's kind of, 
it's special to know kind of carrying that tradition over and holding my son with me, um, you know, just kind of passing the baton. Uh, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to get sappy or anything like that, but it's just, it was just a special right. moment, you know, it, finally seeing that moment of, of victory and winning a championship. And it was a special moment for me. And it really meant a lot more so than just seeing my favorite team win um, just personally and kind of, kind of, it's almost kind of a closure of, 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 you know, that pain of losing my dad and not being able to see football games with him. It kind of felt like, like, like he had like, hell yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure he's, he's up there looking at this, looking down and, 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 and he had a, he played a hand in it. At least at least what I tell myself. Um, but it was a special moment for me. Um, so I'm sure you kind of have, you know, maybe a similar story or, or what did, what did it mean for you to see Georgia win a championship? It meant that I can rest easy. Georgia's created a lot of heartbreak, a lot of pain. I felt the same way with the Eagles. Now that they won the Super Bowl, mm. I'm at ease. I'm at ease. Like, same thing with Chelsea. Chelsea won a Champions League this past year. I feel, even though I was around the first time they won it, and like I was a fan in Den as well, like, it felt good because they were also really bad in Champions League between the Champions League wins. So it felt good. Like, this felt cathartic. Like, I can breathe, rest easy. All those times, like, even not even going towards the 2010s where we lost every single close game. Like, going back to the 2000s where we had a drop pass and we couldn't beat Florida. So that, although we probably wouldn't have gotten in over Miami or Ohio State that year, but still to have that shot, to have that shot to get into the game. Or 2007, losing to... South Carolina or and Tennessee and Kentucky couldn't get it done in three overtimes against Tennessee. So we were stuck at home instead of facing LSU for a right to be in the national title. But yeah, folks, if you're if you're college fans, football fans, you know about 2007 and you know about how you know about how division, I mean not division, but conference foes didn't really face each other until um, 2011 without LSU. Anyways. So all those moments, uh, losing twice to Nick Saban in 2003 when we thought we could do it, any big moment, it was not fun. But don't have to think about those anymore. Can be, can relax, can breathe, can enjoy myself. Uh, now the only thing that will pay me is the Sixers because they're just absolutely garbage. I mean, they're good, but like, there's no shot of them winning a title. So, but um, yeah, no, no, just back in 2002 with David Pollock, that strip sack interception, Houdini play, now to the national title. It's been a long, long ride. Yeah, no, it, it really has, man. It's been a long time coming, and we, we talked, we know we had those moments of just pure heartbreak and there's a lot this year where it kind of like we talked about there's a, a lot of places here where it felt that way right that, that those plays were you know those plays were happening um you know and uh it, it's 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 special it's special that no matter what we we took punches all year um uh actually i'm sorry i don't want to say that because we 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 steamrolled through, through everybody so i, I don't want to say yeah. that but at least uh you know against alabama we took punches man we they hit hard 
uh, and we hit hard back. And that's the difference this year. We didn't fall. You know, they hit hard. They hit us really hard, you know, a couple times. Um, and we didn't fall. We didn't falter. We stayed the course. And, uh, you know, it's safe to say that, you know, I love – shout out Vince Dooley and Vince Dooley's the GOAT. Um, you know, but I think at this point it's safe to say that Kirby Smart is the greatest Georgia football coach in history. Uh, yep. Just what he's done in six in the six years that he's been here, man, it's is incredible uh, what he's what he's done to the program. And you know, Mark Ridd did a lot. Mark Ridd did a lot of winning, but the culture is different. Uh, you know, there's, there's a different culture. There's a different expectation of, of winning. There's a different kind of bravado this team has since Kirby Smart's been the head coach. Um, and it's 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 special, and just to see it culminate in a championship is 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 great. It's it's a special moment. So uh, let's hope that it's only it's hope it's only the beginning, man. I'm getting cocky. I saw the Braves win the World Series this year. Um, I saw Georgia win. I'm getting cocky. I need. I'm, I'm expecting the next one. Uh, Braves aren't. I mean, the Falcons aren't going to do it anytime soon. It's going to be at least three or four years before that happens, unless they have like a a fluky year, like you know, like one of those one and done champions um we've seen you know in the the last few years but uh yeah i've seen the spurs win championships um you know and none of those hit the way this georgia championship hit and it was a special moment but but yeah but that 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 pretty much that puts the bow on the season we blinked and it's over you know we we were talking about i feel like it was just yesterday we were reacting to clem to the georgia win over clemson and and here we are, what, almost, you know, 18, 19 weeks later. Actually, no, it's more than that. We had about 30, 37 days between the the the, champion, the, SEC, the conference title game and now. Um, so about three or four yeah. months, uh, three or four months of, of, of football like that in an instant is gone and it's over. Uh, so we put a bow on the season. It's a wrap of the 2021 season in history for the first time in my lifetime. You know, we, we go out as winners. Uh, um, it's, it's a special feeling. It's, special. it's no, no more thinking of what ifs, no more the, man, if they had done this, or if this goes a different way, we don't have to think about that. Uh, we're yeah. posting the trophy. And, uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that's special. That is special. Uh, and I do want to say one thing before we go. I want to just shout out everybody I, we're, we're not done. We're not going anywhere. We're going to have a lot of yeah. content coming in throughout the offseason. We're going to, you know, talk about recruiting. We're going to talk about uh, a spring spring ball coming up. There's going to be a lot of moving parts. Obviously, the transfer portal is going to is going to be in full swing all offseason uh, from now until September. Um, so but there's a lot of content coming up, but at least for the, the 2021 season, um, Looking back on it, I just want to shout out a big shout out to everybody in the transfer portal that that made this happen. Uh, you know, you, uh, Liam, Dylan, Andrew, Andrew, Josh, um, even some, you know, we had a lot of guys and gals come in, you know, maybe they weren't as involved, but they played a huge part. Grace, Emily, uh, Laika, um, and I, I, if I'm blanking on your names, I'm so sorry, but every single person uh, made a huge part. In, 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 in getting here and, and to get to letting them, letting those guys take a step back and letting us have this moment and get half center stage, the spotlight, the skid, let us have the spotlight for, for today's episode. Um, it's special. You know, we didn't have to talk about X's and O's that much. We talked about what it meant, talked about the game, you know, just, it, 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 just as Georgia fans and just how this meant to us. 
um, it's special. So I just want to shout out to everybody. It's only the beginning. Uh, we're going to have a lot more coming. I hope we can keep growing. And next year, it's, it's going to be even better and even more special. Um, so that's my. those are my parting words for the 2021 season. Um, the floor is yours, Doug. What do you want to say? I want to thank everyone that has watched our YouTube channel. I want to thank everybody that's listening to us, our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, any method that you use to listen to podcasts. I want to thank everybody that follows us on Twitter. I want to thank our team. Um, started with Liam, Dylan, Brian, Andrew, other Andrew, Josh, Emily, uh, like uh, everybody. And names I'm honestly forgetting because I'm also thinking off top. I don't plan. <laughs> I don't plan if you guys didn't realize this by the sixth, seventh, eighth episode that I've been on. I just go off the dome because it's just more authentic that way. But yeah. honestly, thank you. Thank you. You've seen us at our highs. You only seen us at our low one time. Yeah. But we appreciate it. Like I said, like Brian said, there's going to be a lot more content coming this offseason. Definitely check that out. In the meantime, just watch Keely Ringo's pick six for now until September. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be on a loop, man. On a loop. On a loop. Enjoy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, that's it for us, guys. Thank you so much again. I can't thank anybody enough for, for watching. And whether it's five views or 100 views or 5,000 views, every view is special to us. Um, thank you so much. Uh, a lot more coming your way. More of the offseason. It's not stop. College football doesn't stop, man. It's keep turning. The, 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 the train of college football keeps turning. Uh, there's, there is no offseason in college football. So, um, keep 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 an eye out for us and keep 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 listening and keep tuning in and we thank you guys so much and y'all have a great evening um, and a happy off season we'll we'll, uh, we'll see you guys. <laughs>